You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. for your greatness this morning. God, you are great and greatly to be praised. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All across this room right now, why don't you just lift a hallelujah and adoration of praise and thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Right from your heart. Hallelujah. Let it be expressed through your lips this morning. God, we love you. We praise you today. Hallelujah, Jesus. The highest praise that we can give you. God, we give you this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank the Lord for what we feel in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. The Lord is great. You may be seated today. We welcome all of our guests to Mission Point this morning. If you're a guest with us for the first time, we're glad that you're with us. Amen. Everyone in person or watching or listening online this morning, we're so glad that you're with us at Mission Point. And we're, we're thankful for, for what we feel in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I thank God for His wonderful power. We've had a great week and uh, feel the presence of the Lord this morning and what God's laid onto my heart to, to minister. Amen. Psalm 29 this morning. I want to talk to you about the voice of the Lord today. The voice of the Lord. Psalm 29, it says, Give unto the Lord... O you mighty ones, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty the voice of the Lord breaks the cedars yes the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon he makes them also skip like a calf Lebanon and Syrian like a young wild ox the voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire the voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness the Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, everyone says, glory. The Lord sat enthroned at the flood, and the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. This morning, I want to talk to you for the next little bit about the voice of the Lord. In the Hebrew, this is called a psalm for David. The Vulgate says it's a psalm of David when the tabernacle was completed. The Septuagint says it's a psalm of David at the going out or exodus of the tabernacle. 
The Arabic states that it is a prophecy concerning the incarnation. But the psalm was probably written to commemorate the abundant rain which fell in the days of David after the heavens had been shut up for three years. You can read that story in 2 Samuel 21. And the psalm starts with, Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe, he's saying, unto Yahweh, or recognize him as entitled to what is here attributed to him. The word give cannot be understood as is commonly with us to denote or imparting to another or granting to another what he does or, or, or now possesses. For God is always in possession of what he has ascribed to himself. We really can't give him something that he has already got. Can't give him something that he's already created. But the idea that is being spoken here is to recognize, you and I, recognize that he is the entitled one. It says, O ye mighty, the sons of the mighty. The Hebrew word here is the plural form, form of the word or the name of, of God, which is El. The word means properly strong, mighty, a mighty one, a hero, strength, might, and power. It is what we would consider the Almighty. And he says it is the son of the strong ones or the son of rams. The Chaldee has it as ye host of angels, the sons of God. The understanding is that all angelic beings and all humanity and all creation is to attribute to God what already belongs to him. He says, do it with glory and strength. Ascribe all excellence and might to him, majesty and might. Acknowledge him as the God of glory, endued with power. We can learn from the manifestation of his power that he is in charge. You and I are not in charge. He is in charge. He is the Almighty. And as the psalmist puts it, you and I are to give unto him. It's not something that we think that he doesn't already have, but that is already belonging to him. And so he says, give unto the Lord, in verse 2, glory. Do unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The glory of his name. His name is mercy and his nature is love. And you can ascribe mercy and love and power and wisdom to him. It's not that he doesn't have those things already, but that you and I would recognize that they do belong to him. All these are implied in the name Yahweh. The honor of his name. The honor of his name in that which is due to him and which properly belongs to him. The name is put here as is often for God himself and meaning is it is that we are to ascribe to him what is properly due to him. It's a claim that's addressed not just to angelic beings but certainly not less to the binding of the creation of humanity. It is practically to call upon every part of this universe to ascribe the honor that is due to the Almighty. We're living in a day that people are being told that you can be your own God. 
You can make all your own decisions. And yes, you do have the right for choice. But you will never take away what is already ascribed to him. The honor, the glory, the power already belongs to him. And no matter how you or I try and how hard we try, we will never become God. And he says it clearly, to do it in the beauty of holiness. That's the beautiful garments of holiness. The priests, the Levites, were to put on their best and the cleanest of their apparel and let the whole service be conducted in such a way as not to dishonor the divine majesty. Other readings and commentaries say that it is the place of his holiness. Let all go to the temple and return thanks to God for their preservation during the what is but it's being seen through the psalm, and you'll see as we go a little farther, it's kind of an allusion to a storm. The exhortation is made particularly in view of the manifestations that he is all-powerful, even in the middle of a storm. The idea is that one who is capable of putting forth such power or is displayed in a tempest uh, has the right to, to be given due praise and adoration and so this phrase in his glorious sanctuary the hebrew phrase that would mean holy beauty the phrase worship the lord in the beauty of holiness means to like worship the lord in the splendor of who he is the septuagint translate the verse as bring to the lord glory due to his name worship the lord in his holy court this may seem like a strange, uh, uh, that the beauty of holiness that is represented here in the Hebrew would be translated into holy court in the Greek text. But there's other texts uh, uh, that has this type of terminology, and you can go back to First Chronicles 16 and 29, and it says, Give to the Lord the glory due to his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. See, the context of this text is when the Ark of the Covenant was brought back to the tent that David had prepared. And the idea was that they were going to worship the Almighty in the beauty of holiness because of their connection or close proximity to the Ark, the presence of God. You can see a similar passage in Psalm 96. So you got an understanding that the first two verses bring us into a place that you and I will never be God. And everything that's due him, rightfully so, we should give to him. It starts with giving to God what is entitled to him already in such a way that you get as close as possible to his presence. And then we see the psalm turn in verses 3 to 9 where it speaks about the voice of God. The connection is easily made to the power of the Lord's voice going all the way back to Genesis 1. You can see in verses 3, 6, 9, 14, 20, and 24, they all make the same statement. And God said, let there be. The power that was in that creative voice that was able just to speak into existence what you and I get to see today. 
and the connection that's also made to the use of the word, word, or what we would know as logos in John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And that light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. And the word, verse 14, became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Yes, it is a powerful demonstration that the word became flesh. But notice what the rest of the verse says. And we beheld his glory there was an awe and a reverence to what was already entitled to him and john continued in first john chapter one in verse one that which was from the beginning which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life was with the Father as manifested to us. We start to get an understanding of how powerful this voice is. If we're not careful, we can take for granted what we have around us every day and forget that it was all brought into existence by God just saying, let it. His voice speaking. And so you start and you see from verse 3 to 9. He mentions seven times. The voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord. In this whole passage from verse 3 to 9. It's based upon. A storm, maybe a thunderstorm, maybe what you would consider a powerful thunderstorm, a twister, a tornado, whatever you can think of in the powerfulness of a storm. And we have, of course, different types of storms here than maybe other places in the world. But in all the senses, think about how powerful this is and he speaks about his voice being that powerful verse 3 the voice of the Lord is upon the waters the God of glory thundereth the Lord is upon many waters he's talking about that voice of Yahweh there is no doubt here that he's speaking about the voice of Jehovah it refers to a storm a thunder and uh, we can maybe um, Appreciate this be, being spoken as an expression or an exclamation. The voice of Jehovah upon the waters. We're not thinking maybe in the terms of a little stream or maybe even a small lake. But in the day they were probably thinking uh, uh, more like uh, uh, the Mediterranean. And, and what they would have known as their huge bodies of water. 
The idea behind it is that the mind was in awe of how powerful that can be upon the waters. The gloriousness of God. Yahweh himself being on that ocean, that voice being heard. And it appears like it's in great waters. And the psalm is composed in such a way that it's just not some little... Uh, a little noise or a little sound. As soon as, uh, as you uh, see the dark clouds start to form in the sky and you kind of get a hint in your, in your flesh, in your, in your mind, that there's going to be a thunderstorm. Now, some people don't like thunderstorms. Other people rather enjoy them. Everyone's family's brought up differently. My wife's family was brought up totally different than mine. Everyone had to get up out of bed. Thunder and lightning gathered together. Whatever the case was, she's, oh, her grandmother. Let's clarify. Her grandmother, not her, her grandmother. Everyone had to come to the kitchen. Like, this is a serious deal. Other, other people, it puts them right to sleep. No, Seriously. Some people want to see the lightning, and people go close all the blinds. You've got a wide range of how people approach it. The idea behind that is not fear or lack of fear. The idea is the power that is represented in you looking up, and all of a sudden the black sky being totally lit up with lightning. It's incredible. Or the silence being... Broken with a huge thundering sound of thunder. And you feel like it's right there. It's right handy. It's right close. And maybe it makes some people shudder. Maybe it makes some people wait for the next one. Everyone's got a different approach. But the idea behind it is the power and the might of that sound that can be hear, heard wherever. And the idea behind what the psalmist is saying, it's like his voice is upon the waters. There is a gloriousness, a power, and an authority to his voice. He leads into verse 4 by saying that very thing. The voice of the Lord is powerful. That's what he says, verse 4. In the Hebrew, it just simply says empower. That is might strength the effects of that thunder and lightning having the ability to break trees and start fires and i mean it's amazing and you you hear the wise information don't run and hide under a tree <laughs> throw away your golf club Get off the course as quickly as possible. It's not the time to fool with thunder and lightning. There's a power. The voice of the Lord, he says in verse 4, is full of majesty. That tremendous and majestic sound that represents the voice of God. Oh, I'm not saying that he's speaking with an audible voice, but he is in charge of the nature 
that causes the phenomena. Verse 5 says, The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. They were known as the tallest of trees and, and, and maybe the loftiest of the, of the creation of its kind, yet were no match for thunder and lightning. Limbs breaking trees falling Fires being started. Cedars are mentioned here as the loftiest of the trees, and yet they, the, the Bible says in verse 6, they just, it's like the skipping of a calf. They, I mean, they, they cannot stand to the power and the majesty of the voice. Verse 7, the voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. Cutteth out is what it means. Uh, properly means to cut out, to hew out. The illusion is undoubtedly how lightning can take a, a total black sky and just in a second light up that like lights went on during the day. The voice of the Lord. He's trying to give us an understanding of how powerful that voice is. Talking to you this morning about it. Verse 8, the voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The foundations even of the earth are shaken at the voice of the Lord. That's a pretty powerful description in words that's trying to express how great he is and what is due to him. He ends it in verse 9 was saying, the voice of the Lord maketh the hens, hinds, deer to calve, discovereth the forest, and in his temple doth everyone speak of his glory. That voice, whether you think it's the terror of thunder and lightning or, or just the bringing on of, 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 uh, of deer having their young, whatever, whatever way you're looking at it, his voice has the authority to start that process. Now he's, maybe we would express it differently. But the psalmist David is trying to give us an explanation of the glory that's due to him in how powerful his voice is. Hopefully we can, in the next few moments, bring it to our modern day. And so he says, the Lord sitteth upon the flood. Yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. He's the commander of everything. Nothing is happening without his knowledge. He's in charge. He's got it in his hand. And he ends the psalm with, the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. The strength of the Lord, he says, is enough to get you through. He says you will make it. He will bless you with peace. He will bring the comfort needed. He will bring the solutions needed. He will bring everything into your life that's necessary. So notice how the verse chapter goes. You give him what is entitled to him, glory, power, strength, 
due to his name. You're giving it to him. It's not like uh, we think in the terms of here it is, I've had it. No, uh, but he's entitled to it. Uh, and you and I lift him up and praise him in that. Uh, and then seven ways he talks to us about how powerful his voice is. Uh, and he ends it with the simplicity of us knowing that he's the final say. What does all this mean to us in our lives today? See, the psalmist is using the power of a natural storm to explain the power that the Lord has in our lives no matter what you and I are going through. Whether you've come through a storm or in a storm or will be facing a storm, the power of his creative voice as it was in Genesis, is still relevant. The power of his life-giving voice, as was in the book of John, is still relevant. The voice of the Lord, he says, covers the waters. Very quickly, in closing. What does this mean to you and I right now? What does the voice of the Lord that covers the waters mean to you and I? Well, look at what happened all the way back to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters, ready to move at just the sound of, of his voice. And then all of a sudden in verse 3. And God said. Let there be light. And there was light. No matter what you are in this morning. The voice of God. Is hovering over your situation. With a creative power. That is just waiting to speak into it. A creativeness that only he can do. Everything else that you try. It may be helpful in some way. But it did not create what you already got. Let me tell you what's already here was created by his voice. And when his voice steps into your situation. Things are created. Hope. Hallelujah. Answers, solutions, hallelujah, pathways where there doesn't seem to be a way. He can make a way. Hallelujah. He can take your night and turn it into day. He's got creative power just in his voice. Ah. Think of it in the terms as the storm clouds in the natural. They come in. You see them coming. The skies are getting dark. In comes the lawn chairs. Anything that can blow away, you're putting in inside. You're covering this and taking that. And you're, you're in a quick hustle to get everything ready. Because you know it's coming. That's in the natural. How about us approach it the exact same way in the spiritual? 
Things are hovering. Things are coming. Okay, God, I'm preparing for you. I'm preparing for your voice to hover over this situation. I'm preparing for your voice to speak a creative power, God, into what's happening in my life right now. Music come. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The mighty the strength and the majestic power of Almighty God has no comparison to the forces of this world. He's already won the battle. He's already fought the war. He's already won, hallelujah, your side. Hallelujah, you can be assured that his might, his strength, his majesty will not be matched. It will not be competed with. He's got no rival and he's got no equal. There's nobody that compares to him. He has all power and he wrote it, hallelujah, as is written in Matthew. All power in heaven and in earth belongs, he said to me. The voice of the Lord hovers over your situation and then it speaks power and strength and majesty into it. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. What is viewed as the most powerful thing in your situation cannot stand. It cannot stand to the voice of the Lord. The majesty of his creation and the psalmist uses the cedars of Lebanon knowing it that day as the most loftiest of trees the greatest of trees and yet they just crumble at the voice of the Lord well pastor you have no idea what I'm facing you don't know how long it's been it does not compare to his voice. Well, this is what's happening, and this is what's taking place, and this is what they're saying is going to happen this week and next month. It does not compare to his voice. What seems to be the greatest battle and what seems to be the greatest channel, challenge, hallelujah, has to crumble at the voice of the Almighty. Well, I've got to... I've got to try to solve this by a certain date. And I've got to try to get this straightened out by this and then. And we get all kinds of dilemmas that are put in our pathway. To us, it seems like it's impossible. And to God, it's just His voice that is needed. The loftiest of what seems to be the strongest in this world. It has no, it has no right to stand to the voice of God. The voice of the Lord, he says, divides the flames of fire. It uncovers. Nothing is hid. Nothing can be held. Nothing can stand. Nothing will not be revealed. Listen, you, whatever kind of battle you're facing this morning, at home, at work, and family, and finance, situations, whatever the case is, God will just allow his voice to unfold what you can't see. 
you'll look back months and years from now and you'll say I never saw that until God stepped in I would have never guessed that that was the case until I heard the voice of God until the voice of God made a difference nothing is hid and nothing can be withheld and his voice is so revealing it divides like the lightning does the sky no matter how dark it is the voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness the driest of situations can be changed the meaning behind that verse is like the wilderness starts to dance think about it in the sense you know what pastor this is where this is where I'm at I don't feel anything I don't see any change I don't see anything happening have you ever made those statements sure I've made those statements I don't see how this is going to be solved I don't see how it's going to work out I don't see I don't see I don't see it's a dry situation and yet the psalmist writes the voice of God steps into the wilderness and it causes it to dance shake and quake just like it has no say I want you to see how powerful that is in your own life oh this seems impossible pastor yeah he's a God of the impossible he loves impossible situations the driest of wilderness he can make a change and then last but not least the voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth it brings life again it hovers over your situation he shows his might his strength and his majesty nothing can stand to his voice nothing will remain hid nothing will remain dry and unchanged he will bring life I want you to know how powerful that voice is it's not the voice of the pastor it's not the voice of your friends or family and I'm thankful for all the encouragement that you can receive but nothing will compare to his voice so I pray today as you stand in this place we're going to open this altar just in a few moments if you would step out of your pew with an intention I'm going to give him glory that's due to his name I'm going to do it in the beauty of holiness the idea of coming into his court to come as close as possible to his presence no not to be on the fringe not to stay on the sidelines no I'm going to get right in the middle of where his presence is and I'm going to lift glory to him because I need God's voice to speak into my situation to hover over my problem to hover hallelujah over my drive 
dryness, to bring life again to what needs to be in my life. I'm going to allow that to happen. Hallelujah. And the end of that psalm is clear. Hallelujah. He has the last say. He is the king that sits on the throne forever. Hallelujah. The courses of this world. Hallelujah. The spirit of this air is not in charge. He is in charge this morning. The voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord. God, I pray for this congregation this morning. Someone, God, today, whoever it is, maybe multiple people, I don't know, that just want to hear your voice. And God, maybe they're, maybe they're expecting an audible voice. But would you allow your voice to be real to them this morning, God, and hovering over their situation? Would you allow your might and your strength and your majesty to be shown? That nothing, God, that comes against them would be able to stand. And God, that you would allow even the driest of situations, God, Lord, to bring forth a rejoicing. Nothing, God, to be hid. Everything to be revealed. And life to be renewed in their heart, lives and hearts today. God, whoever it is that you're after this morning in person, watching or listening online. Whoever, God, you're ministering to today, let them give glory that's due to your name and understand that you sit on the throne and nobody's going to be replacing you. No one can compare to you. You're all powerful today. That voice that moved upon the waters, that spoke into existence creation, that word that became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld your glory. Let that be real in someone's life right now. Right now, Jesus. Hallelujah. Would you just reach out to him right where you're standing? Oh, God, let your mighty presence and your mighty spirit speak into someone's life right now. Maybe it's a job situation, God. Maybe it's a financial need right now that they cannot see, cannot see the possibility of a change. God, I pray right now, let your voice, let your voice speak into their life. God, maybe it's a situation at home or with a child or a loved one. God, maybe it's with them personally. Whatever it is, God, let your voice, the power of your voice speak into their lives right now in the name of Jesus. feel the presence of the Lord sometimes God puts it into our spirit who he desires to minister to and I don't know that this morning I just know what he told me to speak and what he asked me to preach so I'm leaving the response to you this morning I'm opening this altar as you step out of your pew Make your way to this altar this morning. Would you just allow the voice of God to minister into your life and situation as you give to Him what is due to Him. Hallelujah, the glory that's due to His name. He's already entitled to it. But there's something about you just offering it to Him. Raising, hallelujah, that adoration and praise to Him this morning. 
Get your eye off of the situation and get your eye on to Him today. Get your eye off of the circumstances and put your eye on to Him this morning. Hallelujah. The voice of the Lord is what can make the difference. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.